everybody and welcome to Pitch Perfect. We are a flesh and blood podcast that aims to educate, empower, and support the female community in flesh and blood. We are your hosts. I am Elaine. Hi. We also have Melody here. Kelda. And today we are joined by the one and only Matt Rogers. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Hi, Kelda. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who do not know, Matt is a man of many talents. He has founded the LGS Franchise Card Merchants in New Zealand and currently has a raft of other businesses under his belt as well, including geek culture and an exciting new addition, Premier Card Grading. So, Matt, you are a decorated business tycoon, a <laughs> flesh and blood master, a flesh and blood caster now, and also a completely dominant player. So we have a lot to talk about today. Also, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're a jack of all trades, Matt. Except the flattery. All right, um, we're gonna we're gonna dive right in with a little icebreaker and some real talk. So, Melody, you want to kick us off? Yeah. So we're hot off the back of Pro Tour, Leal. It was amazing yep. to watch. Caught, I think, eighty percent of the games. Um, so you competed. You also found your second calling as a caster, though you've been on a few <laughs> times before. Um, yeah. Share your, your experience with us at Lille and, and what were your personal highlights from France, Matt? Yeah, um, I think that the, the whole thing was fantastic. I think personally for me, um, I've talked to a lot of uh, UK, German and other European players over the last couple of years online. Um, and it was really cool to just uh, meet, meet these people in person and, and, and sort of put a face to the name and, and, and have a chat. And it was a really kind of special moment there for me. Um, uh, you know, uh, the other thing, I guess, um, uh, uh, coming together with my teammates with Team Dragon Shield uh, to do the testing house uh, in France was 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 a really cool experience again, um, and basically just being able to uh, have fun playing around with things uh, uh, for the week there. And then probably my my what, what, one of my bigger personal highlights was definitely getting to play Dash again. Um, so yeah, no, Dash, Dash is one of my favorite heroes, <laughs> and uh, hasn't really been overly viable for the last year or possibly even longer than that. Um, so it was really awesome that it was viable for this tournament, and I, I was right in there. There was no way I was not going to play that hero um, uh, if it, if it's playable. Uh, and then my teammates uh, uh, played it with me as well. Uh, you know, oh. Nick, Nick Butch is a huge Dash fan as well um so yeah we've, we've been playing that deck since since you know since arcane rising came out and just loving it so uh it was really really cool to be able to play that hero um unfortunately the the day two draft got me i didn't do so well in that and ended up uh, uh falling out of contention there but overall it was a really fun tournament and i and i loved i loved every round of it bring back dash yeah, i mean dash is on a comeback <laughs> I was not surprised to see you uh, at Dash, and but it was a really fun tournament to watch from stream, like from yes. home. You yeah. you were in the casting booth a little bit, and everyone did such a good job, really bringing like the excitement of the venue to everyone who was watching at home. So, I congratulations on you know the way you performed that weekend, and yeah. yeah, of course, in true Pitch Perfect fashion, we want to talk a little bit about the representation of female players at Pro Tour 2. Mm. Uh, your first draft pod had Erica. Yeah. Uh, Forslof. Mm. Yeah, of Sweden in it. And you guys played a really exciting, brilliant game against 
each other on stream. Um, but we just had a question since you were at Pro Tour New Jersey. Did you notice female player growth at the competitive level? Like, was there a difference between Pro Tour 1 and Pro Tour 2, do you think? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say there was a massive difference there. Uh, probably a little bit. Um, there, there, were de- there was definitely a strong representation of female players, um, you know, in comparison to other card games that I've played in the past. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like Flesh and Blood is, 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 is a much more inclusive, inviting environment. So that, that's really cool to see. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like that, that match against Erica, honestly, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you want to see a good, a good draft game of Flesh and Blood, go back and watch that round three, the final of that draft pod she is fierce it was yeah. um it, it was such a fantastic match and and uh you know she played it phenomenally and it really came down to the wire so certainly one of my favorite draft games um uh, uh that i've played to be honest and that's you were on dromo right was that your the best draft yeah. deck that you said you'd ever drafted ever i think it was yeah, <laughs> I actually I only had a couple of dragons. My deck wasn't really revolved around dragons that much. It was more about the senpais and kind of ending the game very quickly. I had a very aggressive deck, but then Erica's deck was also incredible and very aggressive as well. So it was certainly a clash of the titans there in terms of uh, you know phenomenal draft decks. Awesome. Yeah, that was really cool to see. We're gonna have Erica on the podcast soon to talk about it. We were supposed to do that. Oh, cool. Um, when we had to uh, reschedule you, we rescheduled her, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Melody got COVID and everything was out of work. But you will be on here. And, um, but yeah, that, that game was crazy to watch. A very, awesome. very good game of flesh and blood. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go down a little bit of a different path um, with you, Matt. Okay. So, <laughs> So like your reputation within our community precedes you. Most people know your history playing Flesh and Blood. I was telling um, Elaine the other day that I watched a very old, I think, episode of your on Instant Pod and learned a bit about your history. I didn't know that you used to play chess and all sorts of games and your old oh, bros yeah. with James White. Like that was that was really cool for me. <laughs> so I think a lot of us have heard yeah. about your background. You're in a lot of um, podcasts talking about deck techs and all that sort of stuff. But we want to dig into your background as a for this section about you as a successful business owner. Um, and and I know that you said to me that you're in your 30s, but I mean, when you're in your 20s, most 20-year-olds, right, we're still finishing up at university. I believe you do have a degree anyway. Um, we're going on OEs. So for Americans or anyone that doesn't know, that's your overseas experience in New Zealand. That's when you come of age and you pack your bags and you travel around the world. Um, you're pretty... leave, leave, leave our small island for the big bad world. Yeah, yeah for the big yeah. <laughs> But when we were writing this episode, Melody like typed that out, and I was like, "I, you're gonna put a note in there to explain that because I don't know what that is." As <laughs> yeah, we go on adventures over here as young people, but yeah. also, you know, in your twenties, you're still kind of finding your way in life. Most twenty-year-olds have no idea what they're doing. Some do, but you <laughs> went against the grain. Um, you're a young entrepreneur. You've got multiple successful businesses. Tell us a little bit how you you built that empire and where it all started and where it all came from. What was the drive behind it? Oh, it's uh, I, I guess I guess a pretty in and out story and, and big story really. But yeah, I mean I've I've been in this industry for 
ever. Um, <laughs> I started selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards uh, when Did I was you? 12 years old. Uh, uh, I, ha- I had a little market stand. I'd go there every weekend and set up my little stand and I'd, I'd be buying the, these uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards off a parallel importer that was bringing them from the US and I'd be oh selling them. Like, I, I was doing that at 12. So I've actually oh been in the industry it. for a long, long time. <laughs> oh, oh, dealer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, little, little, little wheeler dealer, twelve-year-old man. It was, uh, it was a fun time. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I stopped doing that. I went to uni quite early. I got discretionary entrance into uni. Um, so when I, when I was doing my degree, I, I couldn't even drink or anything like that. Um, uh, and then, and so I finished. I say, uh, really, uh, uh, fifteen. Fifteen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I, I was a little bit of a nerd. I was a little bit of a nerd at school. Um, so yeah, got 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 into uni early. Uh, did all of that early. So I kind of started that, um, you know, young twenties sort of life or, or whatever quite early. Um, I got a uh, I got a job as an accountant and business advisor uh, at eighteen, um, and uh, and kind of started my professional career then. <laughs> so yeah, I was a little bit of a yeah, I was a little bit of a hard out. Um, um, uh, studying a, bit. A, a bit of a tryhard, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so uh, I worked as an accountant and business advisor. Uh, did that for a couple of years, um, but I was I, I started playing Magic, and I you know I kind of grew up playing Magic and was sort of involved in this industry, uh, and got to the point where I ultimately just really. I was getting a bit bored of accounting and, 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 and the business advisory side was getting frustrating. So I kind of just wanted to do it myself. (laughs) For all our audio only listeners, my jaw has been on the floor. So is mine. I'm so, I'm, I'm so happy that we decided to talk about like your, your, your business path now rather than your, uh, you know, player path. Cause we're all our player. We all got into the game somehow usually from other games or or friends but wow <laughs> like I, I am blown away i cannot believe that, that is sorry a- continue we, we just better don't yeah, get any sorry Matt. sorry <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. That's all right. Um, so yeah, and in, in my twenties, ultimately, I decided I wanted to, I wanted to get back into this industry and 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 kind of do this. And I finally, I finally mustered up the courage to open a gaming store. Um, so I opened, opened my first LGS. Uh, and uh, yeah, card, card Merchant was born. Um, and then uh, uh, from that that you know I, I got really good reception from the from the community and the play base and and uh, kind of grew that up opened a second store and then a third fourth etc uh, and now I've um, yeah I've since franchised off card merchant uh, and 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 left that business but yeah when I sort of had uh, I had a bunch of stores um, because in New Zealand we never really had a, a distributor we never really had a distributor on the ground here we were mainly getting things from Australian distributors um, so I was bringing in a lot of stuff for my stores uh, from the UK and from USA, uh, Asia, etc. Um, and and helping out a bunch of other smaller retailers that were struggling to um, to source product. Um, and so basically that eventually culminated in, 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 start, in setting up a distribution company. I was already distributing a lot of product wow. uh, uh, 
around New Zealand just to help the stores out. And um, yeah, uh, that opened up a few doors and some opportunities when uh, some of the bigger publishers wanted a on the ground New Zealand distributor, they 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 offered it to me. So then uh, from that came Geek Culture Distribution. Uh, and that's kind of been my main focus of the last few years. Uh, I, I I resigned from Carb Merchant and moved on from that last year. Um, and then uh, also uh, last year, I started Premier Card Grading, um, which is, uh, I guess, the same sort of thing as geek culture. You know, geek culture was started through through uh, a need and necessity to kind of mm. help um, correct some things that weren't being served correctly um, uh, within our industry. And I think PCG was uh, sort of had the same aim. There was, you know, uh, long long wait times and inconsistent grading and stuff across kind of the bigger companies. Um, and it was making it far too hard. Uh, so I kind of had this vision of bringing grading uh, on the ground as a kind of uh, a local approach to things. So I wanted to start a grading company with an aim to open offices around the world, not just have one in the US, um, like a lot of the bigger grading companies. So and and uh, yeah, so we've since opened in uh, USA, Australia, Malaysia, and New Zealand. So that's really kind of the focus wow. uh, for PCG there now. So. So, quick question, just while we're reeling from the story. How old were you when you started Card Merchant? Uh, I think when when I first launched online, I think 24. Okay, that's like my age. Wow, okay. I you got bored with accounting <laughs> at 18. What an incredible story. That Matt. is an incredible story. Yeah, what an incredible story. story. Wow. I'm blown away. Um, me too. I'm like, wait, let me look back at the show notes because now I'm just speechless. <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 yeah, I've, I've had a lot of uh, sort of privileged opportunities, and it's, um, I've, I've made a really fun life out of it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you've, you've done some incredible things. It's really, really, uh, amazing. Inspiring. So in case it wasn't obvious, Melody and I have, yeah, a lot of admiration for you and. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> not your story, but also how you how you just balance being uh, an entrepreneur and all your businesses alongside also just being this world class player. Like <laughs> oh, we think it's kind of crazy, honestly, because we can we can barely manage to record mm-hmm. one episode of Pitch Perfect. A week. <laughs> so how do you <laughs> how do you, how do you manage all of your commitments? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm just surrounded by incredible people. To be honest, um, a lot of you know, a, a lot of my key staff across the businesses uh, have been with me since day one, um, and uh, and yeah, we've we've really built this up together. Um, so I, I I just have people uh, that that surround me, including my partner Shelley as well, um, that are just incredibly supportive and hardworking and just really, really passionate about this industry. So it's kind of been easy. I, I, I guess maybe easy is not, not the right word. I'll, I'll get slapped <laughs> for saying that. But um, it's sort of been, you, you know, it, it hasn't, it, it's sort of been really nice because we care so much because we're so passionate about the industry. Like for me personally, I wake up every day quite excited for what oh, I'm going to achieve cool. this week or this day or, or whatever, because everything I'm doing, I actually just love i just love this industry inside and out so for, for me i i i find yeah i I'm, I'm i'm very happy and i find this um a lot a lot less hard than it looks <laughs> yeah how do you how do you have time for like 
um, or coordinate time with your testing partners. I know you're on Team Dragon Shield, but like I said, like if you're Melody and I on opposite sides of the world trying to coordinate two people for an and hour. And Elaine doesn't even have a job, a but we still got Yeah, and I don't even have <laughs> Thank you, Melody. Sorry, sorry. So, like, what are what are some of the unique challenges that come with being involved in so many different aspects of the TCG space, from you know, player to yeah, yeah. There's yeah. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of challenges, especially with time zones and stuff, and dealing with businesses and stuff, uh, and and testing partners that are all live in different sides of the world. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm just quite strict uh, with everything on on sort of scheduling and 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 making sure that I kind of squeeze everything in, um, and uh, and yeah, just kind of do the best I can, you know. Ultimately, I'm not going to be able to play for 10, 15 hours a week or whatever, like a lot of the the top players uh, are. Mm-hmm. So I just have to make sure that the time that I am spending, you know, if it's five hours a week or whatever, is just very, very productive, focused time. Um, so yeah, my main thing is just trying to be quite strict uh, with myself and others around the time that we are putting in, um, and making sure that it's productive and we're learning as much as we can, and kind of, you know, moving towards those those goals uh, as as efficiently as possible. Well, we really appreciate you for, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Definitely. Well, no, I was just going to say, well, we really appreciate you finding the time to take an hour to talk to us today. Oh, Um, yeah, of course. Of course. You guys are amazing. I'm I'm, I'm honored to be invited on. Oh, thanks for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, What just... Our next question is just, what do you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur? Like, what are your what are you, your biggest highlights doing that? Yeah, I think I think I sort of answered that with um, mm. uh, uh, with what I was just saying before is that mm-hmm. just the fact that I get to wake up every day excited about what I'm gonna accomplish. Like everything in my life is goals, right? I've got you know uh, always I've always got you know twenty different things that I'm working towards, right? And I'm always every single day I'm getting closer and closer to achieving those goals, and then more goals are, are being set and come along, etc. So I think um, it's just really enjoyable and exciting all the time that um, I'm I'm kind of achieving the things that I set out for uh, and that I, you know, kind of working towards things. And it's all stuff that, that you know, uh, kind of buzzes me up, right? It's all stuff that, uh, that I'm passionate about and care about and feel like I'm, I'm actually making, making serious difference in my little industry in the world, you know? So uh, yeah. it's just a lot of fun. Your passion shows through, Matt, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So before we move on to our next section, um, we want to talk a little bit about PCG and your recent partnership with LSS. Congratulations. It's fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it is awesome. We were, I was talking to Elaine and I'm like, how many other businesses have partnerships with them? I mean, there's CFB and maybe one other. So, And this little old company from New Zealand, another Dragon one. Dragon Shield as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Shield. So there's four. Yeah. And you're one of them. So that's a massive accomplishment. Um, this is obviously great for you as a business owner, <laughs> but what do you think that the partnership or how how is this partnership important from a player's perspective, do you think? 
Yeah, so I mean, the, the main thing of the partnership, the main thing to take away of the partnership is that we're effectively an external QC for them. So, mm. um, you know, a lot of other industries in the world, say if you're in food industry or uh, uh, anything like that, you know, you've got um, health and health and safety inspections and, you know, kind of, kind of things like that to ensure that your product is of high quality. But for the TCG industry and printing cardboard, et cetera, there's no sort of, there's no sort of, you know, extra external uh, checks being done there, right? Um, you print cards, you send them out, and hopefully your players love them. Um, mm-hmm. So for for the, the whole the whole thing with this partnership is LSS are kind of uh, on the front foot. They're going out and finding a company that is, uh, you know, um, that that has expertise in card quality and and you know, kind of um, uh, what the the best things that uh, a, a player wants to receive, uh, um, you know, in their prizes or whatever, you know, be it uh, basically the quality of the card, anything that's um, to do with, you know, uh, corners, edges, surf, you know, sur- uh, uh, surface, r- roller lines, all of the things like that, like correct centering mm. and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- what, why this is important is, is basically that we are another quality checkpoint. So they'll print the cards or Carter Monday will print the cards. They'll do their little quality checkpoint and kind of uh, bin off the things that aren't quite right there. But then we, we give it a second check. We give it a more advanced and thorough check uh, uh, for all the little details like that, that they're not, you know, that they're not really worrying about. Um, and then, which base, uh, which ultimately means when it com- comes to the player's hands, that is a, you know, it is a pristine card or it is a, you know, very mint copy of what they're going to get. So it just means that for players winning these big events and winning these, these big prize cards, they get a, a, a position that they can really trick. Uh, 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 you know, really treasure um, something that is, uh, yeah, just immaculate rather than something mm. that has kind of roller lines on it or chips on the corners or whatever or is just way off centre and just doesn't look <laughs> as nice. I think what's really important to LSS and James specifically is that, uh, that you know, the things that, that people are winning in these events and the things that they're, they're going to keep and cherish uh, um, are, you know, are just beautiful showpieces as well. You know, he, mm. he has a lot of pride uh, in in the cards that he produces and the artwork and everything like that. So he doesn't want, you know, these um, chips and lines and, and off-centering and stuff to take away from that. So he's, you know, kind of gone out of his way to involve uh, an external company to add an extra checkpoint process to that. That's awesome. And I have a question, which wasn't part of the show notes, though, is so... As part of that process, I don't know if you guys get a batch of the cards and then you, you know, do a whole heap of grading and you only give them the 9.5s, destroy the rest. Don't know what happens. But does LSS, if they, if you got something that was perhaps subgrade, you might not be able to talk about it, but if you did, would, uh, is LSS taking any feedback from you guys about the quality of the cards that you're grading and going, okay, yeah, well, abs- look, we've got, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah. So basically, we we receive a batch of cards uh, that Card Monday has printed. We go through and we pre-grade all of them. Anything that isn't hitting a nine or higher uh, goes goes into a to be shredded box, effectively. Yeah. Um, and then and then LSS actually shred those cards and get 
get rid of them. They're not in circulation. They only want the the kind of the the cards that that pass those quality checkpoints to be in circulation. Yeah, uh, but then yeah, on top of that, they are they are seeking advice. We do do notes um, uh, for them on the different print runs of cards, and we actually met with Carter Monday uh, oh, over wow. in, in Pro Tour Lil because they're um, yeah. So Carter Monday, the factory that prints their cards, yeah. are only you know sort of only an hour away. So they 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 they, they traveled to the Pro Tour and kind of met with me, and we um, sort of uh, yeah just sat down and discussed um, a lot of the quality issues and kind of you know what what what's achievable, what's been achieved in other games, what we're seeing across the board, and what we've yeah kind of feedback uh, for Fab specifically for them as well. So there are going to be a lot of happy people hearing that. Lots of happy people. I would say yeah, you and you. Turn your trip to Lille even more productive than just yeah, like he's just doing stuff. business. He's playing. He's casting. He's doing everything. <laughs> it all combos in, right? If it's all in yeah. the same industry, it's easy and fun. It yeah, all just, it all just ties in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a last question for the section, and you know, maybe if you want to give us any hints or te- you know, any hints. Are there any projects on the horizon for you that you might be able to share with us and our audience? Anything coming up? <laughs> I mean, there's there's heaps. There's there's, oh, so, okay. there's so much going on. I mean, for <laughs> uh, for, for PCG specifically, um, we're we're um, working on uh, completely changing our labels over to metal, um, which I think is going to be fantastic. They pop so much yeah. better. They 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 look stunning as a showpiece. Um, we're creating a case that's specifically for playing with equipment and fab. Um, so a much smaller case that's less clunky and stuff that people can, you know, um, wear the labels on the back so that people can play with it and not have these big clumpy slabs that they're having to move oh, around cool. and stuff on their boards. So. Yeah, so I think I, I think that's going to be really cool. But yeah, honestly, there's 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 lots of little bits and pieces um, of, of things go, going on. Um, but yeah, I won't I won't spoil everything because some things okay. may may not come out or may not yep. work out in the end, and other things will, et cetera. And yeah, yeah. But yeah. stay stay tuned. I always always love to have a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, no, because that's very clear. And just a question: so with your metal. Um, the metal printing because you did show me you probably don't remember but you showed me a, a video yeah, in I Hamilton did, yeah. that yep yep are you guys going to get a laser cutter yeah yeah, yeah. so that that, that oh. laser cutter that I've shot that I showed you from that video that yeah. is in the New Zealand PCG office so we oh, are yeah cool. we are laser engraving those labels now um so yeah we're still having to go for a few software tweaks like we we need to you know we're in the middle of writing a program that basically makes our back end PCG thing talk to this laser machine and and mm. and and kind of be able to print that way um but once all the software kinks are worked out and we we have it in a way that we can produce these labels uh you know fast um and and be able to do them for hundreds of cards a day um Mm. we're going to roll that out we're going to send uh laser engravers over to all of the offices throughout the world and and completely roll it out um as a full service so i'm I'm, I'm really excited about that one because they look amazing they do they do all right thank you matt That's awesome. We have a lot of fun things in the works. So mm. That's very exciting. Um, so we have talked a lot on this podcast before about how people tend to place a lot of pressure on the players to create inclusive gaming spaces. But uh, we 
also think it's important to remember the role that LGS owners play in that endeavor. So we want to talk a little bit about your experience when you were an LGS owner and the responsibility that LGS owners have to foster welcoming, inclusive environments. We're going to move on to that topic. Yep. Yeah, cool. So in your experience as a former LGS franchisor and owner, did you set any expectations um, with your store owners around inclusivity and player behavior? And if so, what were they? Yeah, so I think I think that is something that's been very, very important to Carb Merchant um, and something that we kind of built our brand on as well um, is creating that really inclusive environment. And it's something that we went through not just not just with franchise uh, franchisees, but with all staff that work for any card merchant. Um, and that you know, really the biggest thing for us as an LGS was that. Uh, you know, community building was the number one focus. So, you know, when when you approach everything with that being sort of the number one thing, um, it, it it sort of automatically cuts out a lot of a lot of problems that that many LGSs face. Is that you know, if every single staff member working for the store knows that community building is more important than sales, it's more important than efficiency, it's more important than everything else. Um, then then it really kind of sets the gearbox and 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 the focus for for each staff member. So um, you know, for for card merchants, the staff are very focused on uh, kind of checking in with players. Um, you know, a, a staff member doesn't just start a tournament and sit at the front of the store and just, just serve right. people that, 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 that come by. It's really important throughout the gaming nights and any events or anything like that, that the staff are interacting throughout the play area as well, that are kind of listening to, you know, listening to, to banter and talk between between the players and just kind of checking in on every single person uh, 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 for, throughout events, not, not, not to the point where it's pushy and kind of in your face. Mm or anything like that but if there's um you know if there's banter between people or there's things that have been said or whatever it's really important that the staff have a general idea of what um you know kind of uh how that communication between players is is happening and what they can do to intervene to help things and make sure that you know um people aren't talking about uh you know inappropriate things when when uh, uh you know uh when when, uh, when others are listening and others are around and knowing that you know just kind of those those little taps on the shoulder of hey you know we've got 12 year olds in the store um mm-hmm. and even if we don't right now we we might tomorrow um and uh you know and 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 other players and it's just you know uh, people aren't appreciating that and it's just not appropriate and it's just about sort of that clear communication and that clear expectation on players that we are creating you know a family friendly environment people you know uh, i want i want any uh you, you know mother of of say a pokemon or, or, or fab player that's sort of 11 or 12 or something to feel comfortable bringing their their son or daughter in and then leaving and coming back a couple of hours later knowing that they're surrounded by a bunch of adults um as well and teenagers and 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 and, and people like that it's just so so important um for the for the progress and the building of our store that, that people feel comfortable uh, in that environment. So it has been something that's absolute number one, top priority. It's all over our, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's all over our card merchant, um, uh, our franchise guide and stuff like that. Everything, you know, that, that is constantly drummed in is that community building and environment um, is, is, is our number one focus. 
that is awesome. That is, yeah. and I've experienced that. Like I've, I've played once. I played once for for ProQuest um, in Card Merchant, and it was not only was the store incredible, the staff were incredible. You actually happened to be working that day, Matt. Um, but you know the judges, <laughs> it, was, it was inclusive. I mean, we had a whole a whole mashup of people that attended, and I think it, it's really important. And just having people walking around, you know, not butting into conversations like you say, but having lending yeah. an ear and, you know, scanning across, maybe looking at play mats, making sure there's age appropriate exactly. and appropriate stuff being used is important because I have been into some stores where they do just sit behind the counter <laughs> and there are kids actually playing and it's like, and I personally have had to intervene in horrible conversations be like, hey, we've got a, an 11 year old girl here you need to stop talking about that. And, you know. Yeah, yeah, this is just not, not appropriate me, for this Not appropriate at all. But, you know, if people were sort of hanging around, but I don't mind doing that as a player. Like, I feel it's my responsibility. Yeah. Um, but it's great to know that you're, when you were with Card Merchant, that that's what you instilled in your franchisees and the staff. I think it's really, really important. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. What about yeah, you, Elaine? Definitely. I mean, well, I've never, I've never been to a uh, card merchant store over here. <laughs> you will one day. In New I'm going to say one day. You have to come for a trip to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melody has told me nothing but, um, but great things. And I mean, just listening to you answer that question instilled a lot of uh, faith for LGSs everywhere, in my opinion, mm. because I've had like experiences going to pro quest or skirmish you know these these events are tournaments that are hosted by lgs's rather than like um, you know going to nationals or calling yeah. smaller smaller events at little lgs's and i've definitely had experiences where i've felt overlooked by as a female player by yeah. the lgs uh workers like i've gone before and walked in with a group of males and they like hand out a deck sheet to everyone except for me as the only female and i'm like yeah. hey I i'm also here to play and you know i've had comments being oh I we thought you were just gonna watch or like you know but i extreme as sometimes as extreme as like going to these uh lgs's and there's not even a there's there's one bathroom and it's marked male and oh it's like, gosh. why are we, why are we not just like, <laughs> like, um, you know, and I can only kind of assume, assume, I guess that these experiences stem from stereotypes that TCG players are male and not females. So is there anything you, you kind of already answered this because you answered the question very thoroughly, but do you have any other advice for LGS owners, things they can do to kind of break down these stereotypes to help ensure that, all players who walk into the store have a positive experience and feel welcome and included when attending these smaller level LGS hosted tournaments. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is to is to have it as a topic of comment uh, 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 in staff meetings and, and stuff like that. And it's something I think the, the biggest thing is to make sure all of your staff have it on the back of their mind and are, are self reflecting. You know, if they if they have um, an experience and afterwards they're like, oh, that that wasn't quite right. It's really important uh, that I think. That it, you know that, that that those staff kind of reflect that and talk to each other about that and and uh, you know I saw your interaction uh, uh, with a certain player or person that came into the store and. 
the, these were some things that I think could have been improved um, and, and that we can probably focus a bit better on next time. I mean, we're, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes and, and, and we, we all need to accept that we have some natural, um, uh, yeah, just basically that, that, that some things might take a little bit of work to get out of those kind of um, things that are kind of naturally ingrained in us and that, and that we may have to change our behaviours and, and stuff uh, to better create that inclusive environment. So I just think it's really important for LGS owners to make sure that it's on the minds of every single staff member and to make sure that you're talking about yes. it regularly. If you're talking about it within your staff regularly, then you're going to help each other, you're going to bump up each other and you're going to, uh, you, you know, just... Work, work, work better towards creating a better environment, which is going to be better for your business, and it's going to be better for every every single player. Not not even just mm. the female players. It's it actually has a positive effect on everybody. When everybody is in an environment, you know, so much about LGS is you can come, you you, you can go there after work or whatever, and you know you, you don't have to works full of stress and all the rest of that. And this yeah. is just kind of a chill out, relaxed zone yeah. where you get to yeah. um, interact with a bunch of people. And if everybody's having fun and every everybody's having a good time and everybody feels really comfortable, that's a way nicer environment uh, for you to, for every single person to relax in than an environment where one person feels like they're being left out a little bit or that they're being treated differently. And then it all kind of becomes a, a, a sort of tense and less relaxing atmosphere. Yeah. Creating Very a well good said. culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Articulate yeah, as well. 100%. Articulate. All right, yeah. cool. We're going to move on to... Playmats and card sleeves, and we talked about it a little bit before. Um, so, Alice, they do a brilliant job with the artwork in Flesh and Blood. The representation of women is age appropriate. Uh, we don't see sexualization of women. Um, and, yeah. you know, we especially are appreciative as women, Elaine and I. Um, and it's definitely one aspect of the game that helps us to feel welcomed. You know, there's no titties hanging out and all the horrible stuff that I've seen. And that's not in our show notes, but, you know, there's, I've seen other card games and I'm just like, gross. <laughs> that's not me. Yeah, um, so so have we, and we're appreciative of that as well. We're just certainly in the past as an LGS, I've 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 had some new card games in and looked at them, being like, okay, we're never ordering this again. This yeah. is horrible. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. is just ridiculous. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so like the woman, the hero is a badass, right? They're strong. They're manawahini, yeah. and they've got inspiring stories. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about that because um, there's been some playmat card sleeve talk happening in the our space lately elaine did you want to talk about that yeah so they, um i think we've now that we have this pitch perfect space we women can connect talk a little bit more about experience mm. things they've experienced and one thing i think that a lot of women have experienced is that th these multiple instances of players using play mats or sleeves depicting nude, sometimes, you know, yeah, sometimes nude or just inappropriate gross. imagery yeah. uh, on their play mats and cards. And I think as women, the common trend is that is a very uncomfortable experience and an objectifying yeah, one also. Yeah. So do you think that LGS owners have any responsibility in monitoring? Because they're not... They're not flesh and blood playmats or card sleeves, obviously, that we don't really have that in our game. But monitoring these um, non-flesh and blood gaming accessories being used at flesh and blood tournaments. 
Yeah, I think I think LGS have all of the responsibility there. I think you know you're you're uh, uh, as a business owner, you're responsible for creating that environment, and you're you know um, you know we've got I guess in other industries uh you know like video rental and stuff there's there's sort of um outside agencies that help to kind of monitor that for you or whatever Mm. and you know there's things that are pg-13 and 16 Mm. and stuff like that but um in this industry it's not so much to that effect i mean still the boosters are pc uh, pg-13 or or or, or whatever, but um, you know, a lot of these outside things where people can put whatever art they want on something and get it printed, then then the buck really has to fall on the LGS owner and the LGS staff members uh, to you know to to be able to uh, figure out what is appropriate there um, and and take take that responsibility and 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 you know pull a player aside and say, hey, this isn't really acceptable. What do you think about this? And you, usually, it's just it's just it's just education, right? It's just informing yeah. people. It doesn't have to be a, you get out of my store right now because you've got a <laughs> thing, you know, it's just, if you, if you talk, if you talk to a player about it and you explain, uh, you know, kind of the reasonings why and why that would make people uncomfortable and why that's worse for them as well, because less people are going to play the game, et cetera. People are, for the most part, reasonable and people are going to understand. And then that means that, you know, it, you know, it doesn't just mean that they're not going to bring that, um, you know, objectional stuff into your store. It might mean that they don't bring it into any store anymore as well, which is, you know, means that you've done a great service to the community. Um, whereas if you just kick them out of their store, they'll just be like, oh, fine, I'll go, go take my stuff and play it somewhere else. Mm. Um, so absolutely that comes down to the LGS and to those and, and to the staff there to create that environment uh, within their store. Yeah. Yeah. And educate um, the person too, right? So that, you know, they right. understand. Yeah. yeah. The education's the biggest part. Okay. So now take off your LGS owner hat, put on your player hat. <laughs> Do you have, like, what's your opinion on speaking up about it if you're a player and see this happening at, a, like, a tournament? Because there's obviously a difference, right, between just being a player and seeing someone besides you using this um, than if you're an LGS or a TO. Uh, do you think that like there's still a responsibility there to say something? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I think it just comes down to you know what what what's goose what's good for the goose is good for the gander or something like that, right? Like if, if you yeah. can make a positive change, uh, mm-hmm. any any small little positive change, it's going to affect you too, right? It's going to affect the entire environment. So why would you not? You know, maybe it is a little bit hard, especially if you're not a super extroverted person. Maybe it is a little bit hard to to come forth and say something, um, but it's hard for everybody, and if you do it it's going to be positive for others and yourself right so i think i think it kind of it kind of falls on all of us uh you know i think everybody it's the same reason that 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 we exercise or eat healthy or anything like that everybody um you know want wants wants to uh wants to kind of better themselves or whatever but we you know um it just makes sense to 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 better our whole environments and our friends and people around us and everything to kind of build us all up together right so yeah i think if you you, if you have an opportunity um, uh, to speak up and to be able to make a positive change there, you should take that as an opportunity as a player, mm. um, you know, r- rather than something that's scary and daunting, which it may be, it is absolutely an opportunity, uh, uh, you know, you know, for something real, really positive. So why not just get in there, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I, yeah. and I think the approach <laughs> is also something that needs to be considered, right? Like you said it before, 
as an LGS owner or somebody, a staff member, you're not going to be like, get the hell out of my shop. It'll be like maybe taking yeah. that person <laughs> aside, having a quiet word, not being like, oh my God, what the hell is that? Get rid of it. It'll be like, look, you know, this is inappropriate because of X, Y, Z, whatever. Like you can still make it a, um, a nice-ish experience without making somebody feel absolutely horrible. I think approach is really important yeah, as well. Yeah, I think it's just about having a uh, you know human to human talk, yes. really, yeah. isn't it? You know, yep. we're not always going to know exactly the right, perfect thing to say in, in that mm. scenario. And I and and I I really I I really put to people that just because you don't know the perfect thing to say doesn't mean you should say nothing, right? Like yeah. most people are generally reasonable, so let's just have a conversation, even if you don't know what to say. Start some sort of conversation, and they'll yeah. kind of get what what you're saying, and just just talk about it. And and I'm sure a positive. Uh, thing can come out of that yeah i agree uh, yeah really really good point i completely agree with everything you yeah. said so let's end on a high note you know all this talk about all this okay. stuff we want <laughs> so we would love to know what your proudest moment or achievement has been as an lgs owner <laughs> okay i swear to god this is not set up for this podcast um like I, 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 this is going to sound so so set up because it honestly ties in perfectly with everything that you guys are doing and what you're about um, oh, oh. <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> we're waiting we're waiting I swear, this is honestly this you know and and th th this is honestly my business partner and i've talked about it a couple of times this was honestly our proudest moment um it was about three years ago um and it was at a magic pre-release and we had a magic pre-release of 41 players where 21 of those were female so we, oh we actually God. had like honestly oh i swear God. i swear and it, it, it's baffling even to this day but we actually had a pre-release a large pre-release with more female players than ma male and uh you know, we we knew that we'd we'd work really really hard to build that environment, wow. um, and and uh, that 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 was the fruits of it. It was just incredible, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we are we are uh, a card store where uh, we have more female staff than male, and that's not you know we haven't effect, we haven't purposely made it that way mm. um but uh it's just it's just how it's happened but we you know we worked really really hard on creating an inclusive environment and that that was it was about three years ago and that's when it, it really stapled in that we've actually made incredible change in this industry that you know that others would have looked looked out you know looked at and said that's impossible that's never gonna yes. happen you know uh and, and and we did it and so we're really really proud of that that's i wish we'd asked Mad. this at the beginning because now i have a million more questions <laughs> I, know, but we, we, I am like uh i can't even tell you the amount of joy that brings me i mean there was there was no doubt that you were the right person um for this episode and to talk yeah. about this but if there ever was any, you you've completely squashed that. That's <laughs> wow. So can awesome. I ask a, 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 just a couple of questions? Sorry, not in show. Go ahead, go ahead. So <laughs> how does an LGS? I mean, we've talked about inclusivity, right? And you talked about having female staff. That you know, you just have a great culture at Card Merchant. But twenty-one females that's 50 percent for a magic the gathering tournament how did you do that because you said you'd been working towards did you go out to schools did you know like how did you do that <laughs> 
No, I mean, I mean, just just generally, a lot of our um, a, a lot of our limited events and stuff were, you know, a good portion of female. It was sort of like a seventy thirty um, for a lot leading up to that, anyway. Wow. Um, but yeah, I think all of the, uh, uh, you know, a lot of our female players, um, uh, I guess, kind of teed up with each other and said, "Hey, this is the, this is this is the pre-release where we we want to all go and 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 um, you know all hang out together and, and and stuff." And so that ended up just being the one. Um, yeah, I mean, we ran I think five or six pre-releases that 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 uh, release, and not all of them were like that, obviously. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, it, it yeah I think. You know, in terms of our in terms of our draft events and a lot of the Friday night magic and stuff, uh, you know, at that time we were sort of seeing, you know, if we'd get I don't know sixteen players at, at an F and M, usually about six of them would would be female. That that was, um, you know, that that is something that that we worked on and built up over time. Uh, but yeah, it sort of culminated with that event being like, oh my gosh, we actually fired a large wow. event where there was more. Uh, they're male and I've never seen anything like that before and, and not seen anything since um uh unfortunately but yeah we can strive to to, to do it in fab as well I'm sure absolutely yeah, well that, that's the best answer we could have asked for right Elaine I know <laughs> I swear <laughs> I, was, I, really so was. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at no, all no neither was like, I <laughs> wow that's all right, we're going to move on to our listener questions. So our first question comes from Lynette, uh, Fabled Hero NZ yeah. on Twitter. Lynette and, is awesome. <laughs> Big yeah, shout Lynette out to is, Lynette. Yeah. Um, Lynette says, having played a lot of other TCGs, how do you feel the culture of Fab is different and why do you think that is? Yeah, so I mean, I've played a lot of TCGs over the years, and the culture in Fab is, is certainly the most positive and inclusive um, uh, that I've seen. And I think it kind of comes down to is that uh, a lot of people, you know, kind of left and gave up on other games, as kind of negative as that as that is to say. Um, and Fab came out at a later date. Uh, you know, sort of targeted more towards an older player base, and a lot of the people that had kind of given up on on, on other on other um, communities and stuff for the reasons, you know, that, that you know, for, for, I, I guess for those exact reasons that they didn't feel inclusive and stuff kind of gave Fab a go. Um, and, uh, and we, we, we brought in a lot of those people together and we created that community ourselves. And I think that um, it, yeah, it's, you know, there's, it, there's certainly been ups and downs with it and there's certainly a lot, a, a lot of ways to go, but I think, you know, we came here with the mindset at the start um, uh, 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 that, you know, this, this was going to be different and this was going to be not, not the negative things that we've experienced in other games before. And we kind of have built the roadblocks from there. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. So I'm going to ask the second question, which is from another Kiwi, Georgia. Um, Georgia yep. <laughs> asks, yes, do you think the meta is in a healthier place now that Prism's reign of terror is over and winter has finally come? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hundred percent agrees. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ice Heroes. I love Icelander. I love I love Oldham, um, uh, and uh, I love kind of the slower um, mid rangey heroes like Dash and stuff as well. And um, you know, mid range and control was re was uh, really really pushed out by Prism. It was very very hard to win those matchups. So with with, with Prism gone from the fold, I think uh, it's really allowed those decks to come out 
and breathe. Um, and I think that ultimately, at least for right now, that's healthy. Maybe it'll keep going into this point where control and mid-range is the only thing viable because nothing's keeping it in check. So I don't know if it'll get to that point or not. Uh, but right now, we're in a really, really healthy place and we'll just kind of see how it plays out from here. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, the ice the ice heroes are not my favorite. But... Not your favorite? <laughs> oh, I'm in love with but Icelander. I love that question from Georgia. Yes. I, I really like Icelander too, but also I um I don't know. I I, I, I kinda wanna revisit them. I'm doing my I'm in the middle of testing for nationals right now. And I'm like, oh, I know, I know this is the way to go, but I've I've never really enjoyed playing against them. But I'm I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of curious to play. I feel like a lot of the oldums I've seen have been a little bit more aggressive, and I think I might like that better than where oldum was having to be super controlled. So yeah, we'll yeah, we'll fatigue see. trying to fatigue out every matchup is very boring. Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah. the more the more aggressive mid range oldum decks that you know um, can block when they're going super aggressive or attack them when they're not, um, I, I think are think are a lot more fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna revisit it. But anyway, our next question <laughs> is from Flake, and Flake asks, "What Ooh. is an aspect?" <laughs> yeah, like we hope you're listening. Guy, he doesn't you know? remember you. <laughs> he has no clue you are. Also, Flake said to tell you hi. He did say to tell you hi. Hi, um, Flake. <laughs> but his question is, what is an aspect of casting that you completely underestimated? Something you didn't think would be as difficult or something you didn't even have on your radar as a skill that you might need? Okay, so uh, I guess the fact that you have to talk constantly, there can't really be any downtime, there can't really be too, well, I mean, there can be little bits of pauses here and there, but you're talking seconds. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what I really underestimated about casting is like, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's really easy for me to bring some energy into watching a game. I love watching games and it's just, just for me naturally, if I'm watching, you know, even in the past when I've been watching Magic Pro Tour top eights and stuff like that, I'm almost naturally commentating like um with with my friends watching talking about the game and stuff uh, all the time anyway but what i didn't quite realize with casting is you have to do that but like more than double like you just can't stop you have to just be constantly talking about everything that's going on you can't you know you can't just stop and sit there and be like oh Oh, and sort of, you know, kind of what, 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 something <laughs> like quite, quite crazy to play out or whatever. Yeah, well, because I mean, for me, a lot of the time I get to the edge of my seat and I'm like, oh, what's going to happen here? But with casting, I got to remind myself, no, wait, I can't stop and wait. I have to actually um, yeah, uh, still it. be talking through it. So, yeah, yeah, which was, um, it's cool. It, it's 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 cool, but it's quite hard. It's, you know, you sort of, um, you sort of have to be 100% on it. <laughs> It's interesting yeah, though, listening I've to Flake that, but... and you, like you guys had great chemistry um, in the casting group. Uh, Flake, and... Flake, I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to blow up his ego, but that man is very, very talented. It makes it, it's, yes. you know, my, my job in the booth is a lot easier than his. He, uh, you know, that the, the way that he kind of carries it and flows it and I can just kind of go off him the whole time makes it mm. um, a lot easier for me. And honestly, I, I don't have the talent to do what he can do. Do you have other talents? Also, Many other talents. You like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if he listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did you want to do Adam D's one? Because Flake also asked yeah, if you're single. Do... But you're clearly not because you've got Shelly. <laughs> no, I have, a, I have a very loving and supporting partner, uh, uh, Shelly. We've been together for about five years and, and oh. uh, I, I couldn't be happier. Okay. The, the cool. bromance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Flake. <laughs> um, Adam... Uh, Adam D, who is Moonside Man, uh, he did the Ragamuffins cosplayer. He does uh, oh, yeah. oh, a little bit was, of cosplay. Yeah. He said, no questions um, from me for Matt, but I do want to say thanks to him for being a champion of the game. I met him at the Calling Cincinnati the day before the tournament at a local draft. draft yeah. I had never drafted um, Tails before, and he graciously facilitated the draft for everyone, as well as shared high-level advice and perspective on draft archetypes. I had no idea who he was such a decorated, accomplished player, although his skills told the story instantly, and he didn't seek any attention or recognition Um and I always appreciated him that for that and his kindness. So just wanted to give you a quick little Aww, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for those kind words. I'm, the, I'm glad that you took that. something away from it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess that we're, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Um, we're going to do it the same way. We wrap up the show with every guest. So we always ask our guests this, this general question, just, just kind of to get an idea from our audience. But is there any topics or content that we have yet to cover on Pitch Perfect that you'd like to see? Like something from this podcast that you're not seeing right now? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think. Sorry, <laughs> just, just had, had had a message come through. Um, uh, yeah, okay, that for me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, what 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 you guys are doing uh, um, uh, is amazing so far. Um, it would be cool uh, to see some more um, sort of high high profile people being interviewed about um, kind of about where the kind of where they see the game in the future and where where we see things going as well um i'd love i'd love to see uh you know a few more talks about that and kind of what what we yeah kind of where, where we're going to be three five years from now uh etc but yeah i think um i think what honestly I'm, I'm 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 so happy that you invited me on this podcast i think i think what you guys are doing is amazing and i think that you are creating really really positive change and having people talk about uh all of the right things that need to be talked about in, in our in our communities as well so thank you so much for the job that you do oh, thank you thank you and <laughs> thank thanks for being on our show today matt so now here's yeah, your course. opportunity to, to plug yourself, your websites or socials or basically where people can, can find your businesses or where you might want to send them to go and find you. Or PCG, maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess um, premiercardgrading.com um, uh, or .co.nz if you're in New Zealand, .com.au if you're uh, in Australia, uh, et cetera. Premier Card Grading is kind of my, my, my big push at the moment. Um, and uh, I love creating fab content as well. There's fab, fab with Matt. An episode comes out every month uh, on Channel Fireball. Uh, so definitely check that out. I think I'm going to do, uh, in a couple of days, I'm going to do a real in-depth dash profile on it. Um, to sort of talk about my favorite hero and fab. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're interested in Dash or want to know more about how to play it or even just how to play against it, uh, definitely come and check that out. Awesome. So that's awesome. on. So if they go to Channel Fireball, do they just type in fab with Matt or how would they find that? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, otherwise you can just go to, I think it's articles or content and then click Flesh and Blood. Um, and uh, yeah, I, they, they usually come out around about the end of the month. I sort of mm -hmm. record them midway through the month and then they uh, kind of come out, you know, week three or week four of the month. Uh, so probably in a couple of weeks, go go check that out. But I also, I post it up on the um, Flesh and Blood fan page on Facebook as well. Uh, and Channel Fireball always tweets it out. So if you follow them uh, and you check out their tweets, whatever you can find it that way when it when it drops that's cool we'll put some of those awesome. links in there Thank i'll go you. find the links and we'll put them in the show yeah. notes as well so if anyone wants to find them awesome, awesome. so yeah. thank you so much for joining us this week and everybody until next time kakite see ya bye, bye. <laughs>